ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाया ओम नमो भगवते Reading this morning in Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 4, Chapter 27, attacked by Chandavega on the city of Paranjana. We're on text 16 today, is that correct? Yes. Oggi leggiamo dal quarto canto, capitolo 27, lo Shimabhagata è intitolato Panchari preso da Santo da Chandra di verso il Vita di Sedra. Sa Saptabihi Saptai Ekaha Vimshat Yamsatya Shatam Sama Puranjana Pura Adyakshaha Gandharvai Yudhe Bali Sasaptabi Shataya Riko Chashatam Sama, Puranjana Puradyaksho, Darvair Yudhebali, Sattavi Shatayariko, Chashatam Samaha, Puranjana Puradyaksho, Ranjana Puradhyaksha 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 Ranjana Puradh
fought with the Gandharvas for 100 years. He fought alone with all of them, although they numbered 720. Tradizione, il serpente a cinque testi, sovrintendente e protettore della città del re Kurandana, combatté contro Gandhara per cento anni, combatté da solo contro tutti loro, erano 720. Shri Prabhupada's purport The 360 days and 360 nights combined to become the 720 soldiers of Chandavega time. One has to fight these soldiers throughout one's lifespan, beginning with birth and ending with death. This fight is called the struggle for existence. Despite this struggle, however, the living entity does not die. As confirmed in, the, in Bhagavad Gita 2.20, the living entity is eternal. Najayate mriyate va kadachin nayam bhutva bhavita va nabhuyaha 
Ajo Nitya Shastrato Yam Purano Nahanyate Hanyamani Shari Re. For the soul there is never birth nor death, nor having once been does he ever cease to be. He's unborn, eternal, ever existing, undying, and primeval. He's not slain when the body is slain. Actually, the living entity does not take birth, nor does he die, but he has to fight with the stringent laws of material nature throughout the entire span of his lifetime. He must also face different kinds of miserable conditions. Despite all this, the living entity, due to illusion, thinks that he is well situated in sense gratification. Spiegazione di Cina Pansana. I 360 giorni, le 360 notti diventano i 720 soldati di Chandale nel tempo. Bisogna combattere contro questi soldati per tutta la vita, dalla nascita alla morte. Questa lotta è chiamata la lotta per l'esistenza. Nonostante questa lotta, l'essere vivente non muore, perché come conferma la paga di vita e due venti, l'essere è eterno. L'anima non nasce e non muore mai, esiste e non cessa mai di esistere. Non nasce, non muore, è eterna, originale, non ebbe mai inizio e non avrà mai fine. Non muore quando il corpo muore. In realtà l'essere vivente non nasce e non muore, ma deve combattere contro le leggi e le leggi della natura materiale per tutta la durata della sua vita e deve anche affrontare differenti forme di sofferenza. Nonostante tutto ciò, l'essere vivente, a causa dell'illusione, pensa di trovare la felicità nella realizzazione dei sensi. So we are reading uh, in the uh, allegorical story of uh, King Paranjana, who is the uh, uh, person who is embodied, the embodied soul. Paranjana means a, a city person who lives in a city. So, uh, so this uh, uh, city is being attacked. The city means the material body. And, and just as in the olden days, uh, cities in, in Europe had uh, walls around them and uh, a castle, and when it was being attacked, everybody could go to the castle and be defended by the Kshatriyas. This was the system. In Europe, the system was that the city was surrounded by the walls. There was a castle, and when the city was attacked by the enemies, all the people were retreated to the castle, and so they were protected. So the living entity is the uh, uh, 
lord of this uh, castle uh, and his being attacked. Uh, so in this cas castle, there's the def uh, defender is actually uh, described as a snake with five hoods. So this, in the allegory, this uh, five hooded snake Uh, are your heirs of life. Uh, according to uh, Vedic understanding of how the body works, uh, we have different uh, vital heirs. Uh, and uh, let's see. Up and down here, I can't remember them all. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, five heirs: uh, 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 prana, apana, viana, udana, and samana. <laughs> These are the uh, five heirs. Uh, the apana, uh, vayu, is the heir that goes uh, the 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 the. the Uh, prana we always understand as the general life air. Prana is the life vital in general. So we, we uh, when we're breathing, uh, prana is going like. Quando noi respiriamo, prana va su giù. We're familiar with that air. Noi siamo familiari con questo tipo di aria. But there are other airs in the body. The apana vayu is the air that goes down. The Anna Vayu shrinks and expands. Samana Vayu, Prabhupada writes here, adjusts equilibrium. Samana Vayu is an area that adjusts our equilibrium. Must be your sense of balance and uh, things like that, keeping upright. And then Udana Vayu is the air that goes uh, upwards. Udana mm. uh, uh, writes uh, in the third canto. Uh, the movements of the body are first generated from the heart. Now, I should say there's the heart that we are familiar with, but when you take a body apart, you see this thing there, and uh, they do operations and all that stuff. But there's also the heart chakra. Um, which is a, a vital center. Now you don't see that chakra when you dig apart the human bodies. 
che è il centro del sentimento e noi non lo vediamo quando apriamo il corpo per vedere dentro. Uh, but, uh, so these, these chakras and this, uh, as far as I can understand, this depiction of the human body is the body as it is explored by yogis. Quindi, come, per quanto riesco a capire, questo tipo di corpo è quello che realizzano gli yogi nella loro meditazione, questi chakra. And so they, they learn very well, the yogis, how to control these airs, to manipulate them, to make the air of life rise up. Uh, uh, all these things are not uh, known uh, uh, to modern people at the present time. Gli yogi sanno bene come questi aghi, come si manipolano e come farli salire e sono tutte conoscenze che gli scienziati moderni non hanno attualmente. So, but in this way they were more advanced than we, we are today. Uh, this brings up an important point that, that uh, I, I think needs to be stressed. They say, why don't we know these things? Uh, that's because Uh, we don't actually follow real principles of knowledge in the modern world. People need to understand that the regulative principles of Krishna consciousness are not simply moral principles. They are also principles of knowledge. Uh, knowledge actually depends upon sattva guna. The result of, of, of the development of the mode of goodness is knowledge. This we learn from the Bhagavad Gita. Uh, Prabhupada has remarked in the Bhagavad Gita that in the modern world the standard of advancement is the standard of the mode of passion. Prabhupada ha sottolineato nella Bhagavad Gita che lo standard, uh, criterio di avanzamento del mondo attuale è l'influenza della passione. How much money do you have? How much power do you have? This is the standard of the mode of passion. And so we measure, when you talk about advanced nations, you talk about advanced in terms of the mode of passion. If on Vedic standards you had a really advanced civilization by which all production of energy and food was local, uh, you would have no economy as far as people can measure today. Can you repeat that? Okay. Uh, if you were really, if, if our production of food 
and our production of energy was as local as possible. Uh, you wouldn't see uh, uh, so much what people would call um, uh, advancement. Se la, la produzione del cibo e dell'energia fosse locale, la gente non vedrebbe uh, questo cosiddetto avanzamento. Imports and exports would be minimal. You wouldn't have to buy gasoline from the gas station. It would look like economic activity was almost nothing. So when you say advanced, you know, you have to be cautious about what people mean by that word. Quindi quando voi dite avanzato dovete capire che cosa la gente intende per questo termine. So this is advancement in terms of the mode of passion. Quindi si intende avanzamento sotto l'influsso della passione. But there's a warning that we should be aware of. The Bhagavad Gita says the result of the mode of passion is misery. Ma c'è un avvertimento che ci dà la Bhagavad Gita che il risultato so, that advancement increases suffering. Mode of goodness, one becomes happy. Then when people start to suffer because of the mode of passion, they mostly go to the mode of ignorance. Because their consciousness is a consciousness mostly of pain, they look for non-existence, oblivion, forgetfulness, drugs, and so on. So, Prabhupada remarks that in previous times the standard of advancement was the standard of the mode of goodness. We should look, are people becoming more and more clean, more and more austere, more and more merciful and more and more truthful. That should be a standard of judgment. What is the quality of the human beings that we are producing? So our countries get run by people who are not advanced by that standard. In my country we have Donald Trump. <laughs> One time you had Silvio Berlusconi. <laughs> what? Silvio Berlusconi, you remember? Ah, yeah. Similar guys, right? <laughs> <laughs> so this is uh, our predicament. Um, makes it hard for Krishna consciousness in these circumstances. 
Anyway, so so our, our this is our, our idea is this knowledge in the mode of goodness. And yogis who are advanced in this way understood uh, the way the world works in a very different way. So by yoga practice, uh, uh, which meant people had to be very austere, they had to follow basically our same regulative principles, they were able to explore and to understand the human body in a very different way. So therefore they understood how these airs are working and knew how to control them uh, and uh, could be very effective sometimes in uh, curing diseases and uh, preventing them. It's better to prevent a disease than to cure it. <laughs> Anyway, so here the these uh, actually uh, here there's there's ten airs. The, uh, there's the five main ones and then there's five more I should describe. So, but uh, I'll talk about the five, mention the five that, that goes through the nose in and out when you breathe, that's called prana. And the apana, the downward air, which goes out through the rectum when... Uh, the air in the stomach Uh, which helps with digestion of food and comes out when you belch, you know. Uh, that's, that's the samana. Yeah. There's another air that goes through the throat, different from the air uh, nose. And when it stops, uh, we call a suffocation. You can't breathe. It's called the udana air. And the complete air which circulates throughout the whole entire body is called the Viana air. And then he, uh, Prabhupada talks about the others which are subtler. When we say something is subtle, it means it's more difficult to perceive. So just to give you an idea, the Naga air, the, what makes you able to open your eyes and mouth and so on is like air. And uh, 
When you yawn, that's another air. <laughs> so on. So this is, uh, uh, our bodies are like uh, pneumatic machines, you know, that they work, work for like air, like tires and uh, sometimes, you know, pumps and stuff like that, it's that kind of a machine. Then uh, Prabhupada says, all these airs are generated from the center of the heart, which is one only. He says, this central energy is the superior energy of the Lord. Who is seated within the heart and the soul of the body, which who acts under the guidance of the Lord. So we should see, I'll be aware of all the time that also the Supreme Lord is in our body running it. Prabhupada has remarked, we can't see anything without Krishna seeing it first. We can't, we can't hear anything without Krishna's hearing it first. We can't taste anything without Krishna's tasting it first. Moreover, I might add, all these individual senses, hearing, tasting, touching, they also have devatas who are supervising them. So we are actually uh, wired in to creation so that every time we do anything it's not just the super soul who's there but also various devatas are involved at the same time. And that's because the, this whole world, the material world, is actually a kind of body of Krishna. Called the Vishwarupa. And we are like a cell in that body. Just as in our body the individual cells are influenced by the whole body and influence the body back, so similarly we are wired into creation this way. So this is the world uh, that we are told about in Srimad Bhagavatam and actually Bhagavad Gita also. Which modern methods of uh, trying to explore ourselves in the world are, are can't touch on this. 
e i metodi scientifici moderni non possono arrivare a capire queste cose. Anyway, uh, so, so here it is saying that this, this five-hearted serpent, uh, we, the nature of a living being that, that uh, is that you, you, you want to stay alive. The most basic instinctive thing is self-preservation. The little bugs that fly in the air, the, the plants, every living thing, the first thing is stay alive. Who succeeds? E chi ha successo in questo? 100% failure. <laughs> That's our problem. We want to live. We want to live how long? If you say to people, you know, how long do you want to, you know, keep on enjoying for? But how long can I have? Forever? That's what we want. Noi vorremmo vivere per sempre. Se voi chiedete alle persone quanto volete godere, loro vi diranno che it's very easy to show that the prospects for material happiness are zero. Because the time of destruction comes. And nobody or very few actually prepare for it. Or, or, or know how, how to deal with it. So Prabhupada says the, the uh, people that are attacking this uh, city are uh, the uh, days and nights, the uh, Chandavega. Chandavega means uh, uh, yeah, uh, irresistible force, very powerful force. Which here symbolically is time. Yeah. Stop time. Try it. We'd be having some wonderful, oh, I wish this could last forever, my wonderful experience. But it doesn't. Uh, so Prabhupada says, you have to fight these soldiers that are attacking you. Uh, time. Uh, uh, and he says, this fight is called the struggle for existence. Hundred percent failure rate in this struggle. Yeah. Uh, why is it that we want to go on living and living forever? Because actually we are eternal. 
the, 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 our, our, we ourselves, the, the consciousness comes from the soul, and that consciousness has this intuition that I'm eternal. Perché la coscienza viene dall'anima e questa coscienza ha l'intuizione che noi siamo eterni. But we have forgotten who we are and we think of, when I say myself, I think I am this body and this mind. Ma noi abbiamo dimenticato chi siamo e quando pensiamo di essere il corpo e la mente. So I'm, I'm expecting that this body will go, go on forever. Quindi mi aspetto che questo corpo continui per sempre. Oh, that's our problem. E questo è il nostro problema. This misidentification of the self with the material body. E la, 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 l'identificazione errata del sé con il corpo materiale. E qui Prabhupada menziona il verso 2 Uh, della mm-hmm. uh, for the soul there is neither birth or death. Uh, uh, Nei nel passato, nel presente, nel futuro c'è la nascita e non ci sarà mai la notte. Uh, uh, no, uh, uh, no, uh, uh, per quest'anima non c'è l'entrata nell'esistenza, né un'uscita dall'esistenza. Non, uh, uh, non ebbe mai inizio e non avrà mai fine. Mm. Uh, not in the past, not in the present, not in the future. There is this. Uh, uh, and then uh, there's uh, uh, Ajaha, unborn, uh, Nityaha, eternal, uh, 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 Shasataha, permanent. E non nata, eterna e permanente. Uh, he's Purana. Purana means very old. Uh, uh, and not slain when the body is slain. So this is, a, this is what we are, really. Uh, Prabhupada once said that death is an illusion we have imposed upon ourselves owing to our desire to enjoy in this world. In other words, sense gratification causes death. (laughs) We think sense gratification is life, but it's the opposite. (laughs) So everyone ends up uh, like King Paranjana at the end besieged by all the hostile forces and uh, we lose. Quindi tutti finiamo per diventare come 
il re Puraggio viene assediato nella sua città e noi perdiamo la, la battaglia. Uh, so we are trying to fight death and we're all going to lose. Noi cerchiamo di combattere la morte ma siamo dei perdenti. So uh, uh, this is the this is the uh, illusion that uh, uh, the world is uh, living under. Questa è l'illusione sotto cui vive il mondo. Uh, and people don't like to hear about this because the whole project is based on you know simply uh, enjoying this world as long as you can and but Prabhupada has described our misdirected civilization. And, but because the standard of advancement is the standard of the mode of passion, you can see that it will not end well. So this is uh, what we learn from the Bhagavatam. It's very good news for us, anyway. When we tell people about our regular principles, no illicit sex, no meat eating, no gambling, no intoxication, to them it sounds like death. But these are the principles of happiness. It's very hard to tell people about this. Uh, yeah, uh, the guy who's drunk and is, you know, smiling and talks to you, and you tell him, you know, you're an unhappy person, and, well, I'm, you can't tell me I'm not happy. <laughs> so people don't actually want to hear uh, what we have to say. Because of this false idea of themselves. And a mythology, that they, a lie that they have to sustain. They, a, a lie. Uh, they're maintaining a, a lie. They really don't want to look at reality uh, as it is. Yeah. So it's difficult. Uh, but we're trying to wake people up and uh, they don't uh, want to get up, they don't want to uh, deal with reality. And, 
And our principles are also principles of knowledge. Uh, you know, universities started in, in Europe. Everybody who went to the university was a monk. Except for maybe the legal schools. <laughs> <laughs> But otherwise, the education was for, for, for principles of celibacy, and uh, uh, people knew this at one time. In one time, they actually had principles of knowledge and advancement here, but that also been forgotten. We can see that the actual uh, principles of spiritual life are the same everywhere. Yeah, you, you, can, you, can, you can see that people who actually follow regular principles and become somewhat spiritually advanced ha have some kind of uh, knowledge. Possiamo vedere che tutte le persone che seguono i principi regolatori e in qualche modo avanzano nella vita spirituale hanno, eh, acquisiscono conoscenze. You look at the advanced people in, in, in Christianity, in Islam, uh, what they call Hinduism, Buddhism, the, on a certain level they, they, they all know something that nobody else knows. Se vediamo le persone eh, avanzate eh, sia nel cristianesimo che nella religione musulmana, induista, buddista, hanno un certo livello di conoscenza che altri gli altri non hanno. And those spiritually advanced people have more in common with each other than they do with the other uh, less advanced people within their own traditions. E queste persone avanzate hanno comune una conoscenza maggiore che non con quelli che sono della loro stessa tradizione ma sono inferiori a loro, cioè hanno meno conoscenza di loro. So there is a science of spiritual life. Quindi c'è una scienza di vita spirituale. A science of advancement. Una scienza di progresso. And a science for actually taking human civilization to a, a, a very high level. And it's not about this religion or that religion. There's only one religion. This is Dharma. <laughs> uh, and uh, our idea is to uh, Uh, how do you say, uh, nourish and foster that uh, true dharma that uh, is in everyone's heart. Uh, 
and that was uh, Srila Prabhupada's uh, project. And this is also the project of Srila Prabhupada. Okay, I'll stop there. Any questions or comments? Are there demands at the end? We have a question from uh, the boat who is listening to internet. So the verse says that there are 360 days, but actually in the calendar there are 365. And also there are some uh, affirmations that contradict uh, <laughs> the, science, the modern science, like for example, that when the, we say that the moon is farther uh, from, from the earth and the sun. And we know from the modern technology that is, is near to us. So what is the right way to interpret all this and have faith in the Shastra, uh, even if we want also at the same time maintain our open mind mm -hmm. that. Did everybody else understand this? Eh, ci sono occupati, si parla di 360 giorni, ma nel calendario ce ne sono 365 volte, ci, sono, ci possono essere delle contraddizioni, come per esempio apparenti contraddizioni, come quando si afferma che la Luna è più lontana dalla Terra del Sole, qua, e questo lo sappiamo bene che non è vero con la, con la tecnologia moderna, ci dice che è più vicino. Quindi qual è il modo giusto di interpretare tutto questo, avendo fede in Shastra, ma anche mantenendo la giusta apertura mentale? Um, this is one of the issues, of course, that we are dealing with, that Prabhupada is making us deal with by making this central temple of the Vedic uh, planetarium. Uh, and uh, one thing is that, uh, first of all, um, there is a tradition of astronomy uh, in the Veda, Vedic, uh, the astronomical schools of the Vedas that set this 360. In olden times, people were very, very observant of just where what is happening in the sky. Uh, first of all, it's not 365 either. Because even even very recently we had an act, add an extra day <laughs> so it's it's, <laughs> it's a, but uh, at, at, at any rate uh, one of the things uh, uh, the person the devotee named antadri who has designed our model of the universe he informs me that there's a very, very sound observation, just ba you know, based on mathematics and a visible astronomy, that 
360 is the actual day, number of days. Il volto che si occupa di progetto del planetario medico mi ha informato che in realtà secondo accurate misurazioni il numero giusto dei giorni dell'anno è 360. I don't know what the argument is. Uh, I'm waiting, but he's, he's, he's certain that it's there. As far as the moon goes, <laughs> um, uh, this is, um, uh, yeah. A different way of seeing the world. Prabhupada was quite convinced that uh, uh, human beings did not go to the moon. I remember when the fifth canto of Bhagavatam came out. Many devotees had crises of faith. Especially in America. Because it was our big proud achievement going to the moon. And Prabhupada wondered why we don't keep going. <laughs> uh, well, the moon is a heavenly planet, they didn't go there. Uh, but Prabhupada's reaction was uh, to tell reporters in Los Angeles that we didn't go to the moon. You can look at the re recording that's transcribed in the database. And he said they didn't go to the moon because the moon is further than the sun. And he gave them an argument they could not refute. His argument was that Sunday comes before Monday. They couldn't argue with that. That, that's, what, that's what he did. <laughs> anyway, it worked. Uh, Prabhupada uh, gave different reasons uh, why. Uh, he knew he, they didn't go to the moon. Uh, as, uh, he said uh, one was that the moon was further than the sun so it didn't go 
Another argument was that they could have gone to Rahu or Ketu. Now, uh, that's Rahu and Ketu are invisible planets. Astronomically, uh, they are thought of as the north and uh, south lunar nodes, uh, which become shadows of when there are eclipses then you see the invisible planet when the sun is eclipsed there's a shadow moving um, uh, a shadow well the sun is eclipsed we, we, we see it disappear, that's because another planet is in, in, going in front of it. Uh, when there is an eclipse of sun? Sun, yeah. Right. Now, we think that's the moon, but no, they think it's... Which one, Rahu or Ketu? I think it's uh, Rahu. Yeah. When the moon is eclipsed, uh, we think it's the shadow of the earth going, uh, blocking uh, the, the shadow of the earth falling on the, uh, on, on the moon, but actually it's an invisible planet. So if you get a Vedic astrological chart, it'll show you where in your chart Rahu and Ketu are. So they, he said they may have gone to either Rahu or Ketu. Because the moon, as depicted, uh, uh, what they showed back in the pictures and everything, is not a heavenly planet. A third thing Prabhupada said, well, they may have gone to the moon, but they could not, he said, enter into the atmosphere. In other words, they had spacesuits and were breathing earth air and were isolated from the environment. So they may not have had the right bodies to see what's going on. So he gave different reasons, you know, and one, another thing, it was the whole thing was a hoax, you know. Hollywood special effects. 
And there's a segment of people out there that really believe this. So take your pick. <laughs> which, which reason do you think they didn't go? Because Prabhupada remarked, yeah, I once saw a movie in which a giant monkey was on the Empire State Building. I know that. That was King Kong, that movie. <laughs> And uh, during his householder life, I think Prabhupada sometimes took his children to the movies. <laughs> So <laughs> that was his thing. I, I, anyway, the uh, uh, I, in, in the Bhagavatam, this is fourth canto, 29 verse, 29th chapter, 69th verse. Sattva Aika Nishte Manasi Bhagavat Parsha Vartani Tamas Chandra Nasi Vedam Uparaja Bhavasate. Proper translation Krishna consciousness means constantly associating with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Prabhupada dice in questo verso che la presenza di Krishna significa associarsi sempre con Dio, la persona suprema. In such a mental state, in questo stato mentale, that the devotee can observe the cosmic manifestation, il devoto può osservare la manifestazione cosmica, exactly as the Supreme Personality of Godhead does. Esattamente come fa il Signore Supremo. When uh, commenting on this, uh, uh, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur says, he uses the word directly. Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur's comment goes like this. He says, when the mind is constantly situated in Shura Sattva, situated next to the Lord, the devotee may see the universe directly. Just as the Lord sees it by his will. And he gives the example, when Krishna ate dirt and Mother Yashoda looked in his mouth, she saw the whole universe. And he calls this seeing directly. The implication is that the way we see everything is indirect. But by this understanding, see, Krishna includes everything. Krishna include 
there's nothing but Krishna. That's half of our idea. The other half is uh, uh, nothing is different from Krishna, yet Krishna is different from everything. But there's nothing but Krishna. Because Krishna ultimately includes all of his energies. So, we, when we look at the world in our normal condition, uh, normal, abnormal condition, we uh, use our senses and, and look at the material energy, and there's no Krishna involved. People will sometimes demand, show me God. Where is he? I don't see him. Not there. Uh, but that's Maya. <laughs> the way we will see the universe, or see the, you should see the universe, we go, we see Krishna, and then from Krishna we see the universe. And that's called direct. So this is the way we are going to explore the universe. So this is a project. First of all, we have to become advanced in Krishna consciousness. Uh, uh, this uh, uh, Bhagavad Parshavartani, uh, by the, con con the mind constantly by the side of Krishna. La mente deve a Krishna. That's the condition of knowledge. Questa è la condizione per avere la conoscenza. Now, uh, I think that every process of knowledge. Uh, begins in faith. When you go to a university class for the first time, you sit in a chair and there's somebody you've never met and starts telling you all kinds of mysterious things and you write it all down in your notebook. Why do you do that? Because you have faith. So we also hear this, you take this instruction and you become advanced, you'll be able to see for yourself. Do you believe in atoms, protons and electrons? That's a faith. Faith only. Actually, you don't, nobody can see these things. All you get are, you know, meter readings or lines on a graph paper. Very subtle. Uh, and they, they tell you, oh, this means here there's three electrons. Mm -hmm. 
mystic knowledge. <laughs> Most of us accept on faith. No. no, 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 they say, this is science, we can prove it by observation. But all you've shown me is a list of numbers. I can't see it. Oh no, you have to learn the science first. Well, how long will that take? Well, 10 to 12 years. Are you mean for 10 to 12 years I have to do this on faith? We also have advanced knowledge. And we have to take a student and bring them up to at least the mode of goodness. A good student, two or three years. Most of us, half a decade or two decades or whatever. <laughs> But uh, ultimately these things can be perceived directly. I can understand, I am spirit soul. I can understand that the Lord is there with me in my heart. These things become directly perceivable. At a certain point, and make a little advancement in Christian consciousness, one can no more doubt the existence of Supersoul or of Krishna than you can doubt your own existence. Can you doubt your own existence? Who's doubting? But one can perceive that as a spirit soul I am part and parcel of Krishna and my own Krishna is obvious, undoubtable, indubitable as I am, as a spiritual being. Well, that's direct perception. The Prabhupada called, well, the word is vijnana, realized knowledge, experienced knowledge. La parola è vigiana, che vuol dire conoscenza realizzata. You don't have to believe me, you can have it too. Here's what you have to do. No illicit sex, no intoxication, no meaning. Chant 16 rounds a day. Here, we can show you. Questa conoscenza la potete avere anche voi, ma basta seguire i principi regolatori, cantare 16 giri, e questa conoscenza potrà essere realizzata. But this is, uh, Prabhupada used the word science, the science of self-realization. Uh, and there's more to be learned. We are still going on. In our Vedic planetarium, we will, we will see also, explore the universe so we can, people can see it directly as Krishna sees it.
che ci sono anche molte altre cose da esplorare, da conoscere, in questo pianeta, planetario vento si sta costruendo, la, la gente potrà vedere co, l'universo come lo vede Cristo. I, I think the, the uh, most fundamental item of faith of most people in the world today, their big myth is the myth of progress. Credo che la persona gente la grande la grande fede la, la, la fede che ha la gente, la maggior parte della gente è un mito, è il mito del progresso. Yeah, that's what people that's the, the, where people place their faith. Questo è dove la gente mette la loro fede. Anything else? Qualche altra domanda? That's probably past time. Thank you very much. Shri Prabhupada Ki Shri Mabhagavatam Ki Jai.